No podcast number 11. It is August 27th, 2020. We are about five and a half months ish into coronavirus. The world is crazy. We are here finally back together. Um, although we've been chatting and texting and golf leagues and lots of plans going through with Ohio beer review and in the, the wonderful world of, of golf and the sport of golf. But, uh, what's going on guys. We have Matt, Joe Maurer Moyer online. We also have drew Matula online president has a newborn and a two year old. That's not going to bed. So hopefully he'll be able to join us here in a little while. What's going on guys. Not much. Just got back today from vacation, seeing my going down to Florida to see my parents. Um, played a little bit of golf down there. Went to a few breweries. Had some uh, a lot of local beer from that area, so I was kind of kicking it. Yeah. Where, where at in Florida were you? Um, there in St. Cloud. Uh, we ventured over to Melbourne Beach and Cocoa Beach, um, Kissimmee area. So. Cocoa Beach is always a good spot. We. We've been out of Port Canaveral for a couple of cruises and always go down Cocoa Beach for a couple of days yeah. before. It's a, yeah, a nice, it's nice place. Very good. What's up, Drew? Not much, man. Just uh, just grinding at work um, yeah. and just playing a lot of golf and uh, softball. I'm getting old and I'm becoming more and more unathletic by the day. Uh, just Tuesday you, night. 25 years old. You're 26, but I I'm sorry. That. I got a baby face. I, I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, like I said, becoming more and more unathletic. I rolled my ankle on a base at softball on Tuesday night, and I'm I'm currently wrapped up right now. I'm practicing my rice practices, uh, rest, ice, uh, compression, and elevation uh, for all those those rookies out there. Um, yeah, uh, getting old, and I'm sore, and I'm tired. And did uh, you? Did you roll it on the old man first base, the double first base? Do you no. have that? I was going up. Oh, no, I was going first to home and oh. I was rounding third and third base. The coach said, hold, 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 hold. So I'm chopping my feet as I'm getting ready to round. And as soon as my left foot hits the corner of the base, it just <laughs> rolls over and I'm just done. Just done for. So. Is this is this a very highly competitive softball league you're in? Uh, it depends on how you look at it. Um, the league, no, it's just a league night, so it's just for fun. But we take it pretty serious. We have a good time. Uh, this is currently, if we win this session, it'll be our sixth in a row. So we've got a little bit of a, uh, a reputation to hold up, if you will. Well, three's a streak, so you're yeah, you're you're big dogs on campus. Yeah, yeah they're streaking. Yeah, the bad news beers. That's that's the team name. We're uh Well don't count when a bunch of former twenty one year olds started playing in a in a softball league and now yeah, a couple of years you'll be the old guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely putting a beating on some of the older teams and uh You we'll get, get on on the softball circuit like uh like a uh, one godfather Rob Matula used to play on. Yeah, you know, I'll never live up to to that man, but uh, because every story I hear, he's you know hitting a grand slam here or there, making a diving play at shortstop. But realistically, he was probably the catcher that didn't have to move <laughs> at all. <laughs> but 
he likes to glorify himself. So <laughs> I, I never, I, I never, and obviously listeners don't understand the family dynamic. My Drew's uncle is my father-in-law. Um, and I've heard these stories about softball. I, not that I don't respect, I just don't get the, the passion that I hear about these stories that existed. Um, but Hey, to each his own, um, competition brings out the best of us. We've seen that on the golf course in the McGrain and friends weekend gathering. We've seen some heated moments. Um, so I, I guess I, you know, I can understand it, but yeah, those softball stories, they, they, they are very proud of them to say the least. Yeah. Southwest uh, Ohio is a, it's a hotbed for softball. We take it pretty serious. There we go. There we go. Softball and craft beer. That's what Southwest Ohio does. That's what we do. Speaking of South Ohio and I, you know, Joe, this is going to be tough because you're, you're captain. Um, we're just going to jump right into this. So, the four of us, uh, we have been chatting back and forth. We're all currently in a golf league that I started um, with the, um, I won't call it an expertise, but my ability in Excel, understanding how to calculate handicaps, and we've done a bunch of different things. So we have nine people in a golf league that we all play at different courses at different times. Gentlemen's handshake agreement virtually, of course, COVID, no handshakes. Um, but making sure, you know, uh, we're, we're posting scores and, and four, four, nine hole rounds per month. Everyone's responsible for, you get to pick the one you want to post, but you have to post within 24 hours. Uh, my dad is going to win the damn thing. Drew, if he could post a good one, could get in the mix, but he's got a couple days to, to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've been talking and we've been wanting to, to do something with Ohio beer review. Uh, we've, you know, flirted around with some different ideas with, with, with the, our president. Uh, and I think we've, we've pulled the string on the first, uh, first edition of the Ohio beer review cup. Uh, we are going to launch this thing. Hopefully the first weekend of may, I think may 7th through 9th of 2021, which is a weird thing to say. 2021. Uh, we are, we believe we're getting closer to finalizing the location. We do know it'll be within central Ohio, uh, we are going to have two teams of eight Ryder cup style event, Joe slash Matt and our president Chaz will be the captains of the North. They will be responsible for filling the six vacant spots that, uh, will fill their team. Drew and myself will be the captains of the South. We currently have three hard yeses or hard, uh, yes, I'm in, obviously there's more details to come. Uh, so we have a couple more spots that we plan to, to, to fill Friday, Saturday, Friday will be, Oh, what is Friday? Uh, best ball, 18 holes of best ball, uh, followed up with 18 holes of a two man scramble. So 36 holes on Friday, Saturday, we'll wake up, play nine holes of best ball, uh, to get the bones moving. And then 18 holes of singles match play. I'm just going to turn it over to, to Matt or Joe. God, I'm just going to go with Joe. That's your name. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, how's the North? How's the North feeling? I think we're feeling pretty confident. Uh, we've got a good group of guys verbally uh, committing oh. thus far. Um, talking to Chaz. I know he's got some, some guys that can shoot pretty low. So hopefully that offsets my, uh, my, inability to do so <laughs> um, you shot uh, like a, a 
88 the other day. I, that was luck. Good <laughs> luck. I also shot a 94 uh, <laughs> on Tuesday. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're hey, we're excited. Well, I mean, the the one thing I didn't say is this will all be handicapped. So we're. we're Yeah, the the North definitely, I think, has, I think, more options. I think you know, with the group of people that we all kind of know, yeah. uh, we'll get some of some of uh, Drew's ringers from some the set from the Southwest to come in and probably carry the team, some young bucks, uh, be able to drink drink their weight and beer. But um, but yeah, with the one thing I didn't say with you know the short explanation is is the event will be handicapped, so everyone will have a validated. Uh, handicap that we will continue to kind of perfect how we're going to go about it. Obviously we would love if everyone had a validated handicap, but we will, we will make sure that we have a a number that's uh, a good representation of each golfer. Um, So we will, we will continue to to work with that. I know starting about February, if I play, it is going to, I'm going to get the yips and I'm going to blow that number way up. Um, you know, a little gamesmanship, but no, it's, it's going to be exciting. We are, we have a, a, a couple, uh, a couple meetings coming up with a couple courses that we're trying to finalize some plans. Uh, we are very excited. We think we're going to be on possibly, if not the best, uh, public golf course in the state of Ohio and another very good, uh, we plan on playing two different courses and a very well-respected course, uh, that, that neighbors, the, the one that we're really excited about. So hopefully more to come with that in the next couple of weeks. Um, we'll be, we do have an extra Instagram under the OBR cup, but we'll also be posting in our, in our normal social media with Ohio beer review. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, uh, uh, quite the event 16, uh, participants, we we'll have a couple individuals and in carts running around the course, uh, collecting some social media clips and going live and, and watching the hacks that will be representing the North and the South, um, trying to win a, uh, what will, what will seem like a very important championship, uh, which it will be to us, but for everyone else, it'll probably be, be somewhat annoying, but deal with it. Um, I do have a question for you guys, and this is, this is a good, uh, a good question. I think we could probably discuss, so we need we need to involve some Ohio breweries. Um, I was I was thinking about a trophy for the first ever Ohio Beer Review Cup. Um, not that we're looking for handouts or money, but I think involving uh, a brewery would be great. Having two breweries sponsor the trophy, in my mind, I think would be a decent or somewhat of a decent idea. And then the winning side, so whether the brewery is in the north or the south, the winning side, that brewery gets to host the trophy for the year at their location. So we'll have to get, and then maybe we can work out a deal with, with some polos, get the brewery logo on a polo, uh, get some, you know, get a nice fancy hat or something that, that represents them. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think with the, with the trophy? So is is the tro so is the trophy the OBR Cup or is the event the OBR Cup? Because I'm thinking if we get sponsors, we could tie their names into the event. Maybe, but I don't so, want to take so, time with OBR. 
No, 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 no. And I, I think, I mean, I think this is, this is why, why we're here. I think the only thing that would struggle, I would struggle naming the trophy after a brewery is if we get a different, a different sponsorship or a different brewery to participate the following year. Times are crazy. Maybe a brewery does, isn't interested after the first year. Um, so that would be my only concern would be the South is representing Sonder brewing, for example. So we're team Sonder from the South. The North is team, you know, Joe's basement brewing. Um, and then, you know, so it, the logo on the trophy for that year would be Sonder versus Joe's basement brewing champion holds it for, for the, the year under the flag of Ohio beer review cup. Um, I don't know. I like it. Some, what an, an idea. I'm just throwing this out here, but like, so if we're going to go with Sonder and Joe's basement, it could be like the Sonder and Joe's basement classic or the OBR cup presented by, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just brainstorming right now, but oh, maybe okay. make it a classic each year. And the, the name, you know, changes. It stays a blank, blank classic. Somehow tie in OBR cup every year and just, alternate whatever brewery is interested that year just another thought i i like that idea keep it keep it with the cup that'll be our cup and then i mean i think if we get you know a brewery from each region to be like the uh uh, team representative representatives and then we if we did like change it year to year and then kind of spread it and hopefully you know kind of broaden broaden the um spectrum on as far like the breweries that would be participating maybe people would, you know other places would want to be a part of it i think there's a lot of breweries both north and south that i think we all know that um i mean thinking off the top of my head i can think of um just in my area my area that i would want to approach just for that that are maybe not the, the big dot like the big name guys but some of the smaller ones that i think yeah. might be apt to participating and sponsoring and then continue just to grow and grow that way yeah but i like i definitely like the tro- yeah the trophy idea winning side uh takes it in that brewery i like that a lot place. i like that a lot yep yeah so we'll we'll continue to to chat off offline little uh, business board meetings we'll, we'll chat through um, some decisions with that and see uh uh, who we we may get involved uh, or who we would like to uh, be involved with the uh, the first ever cup um, I also flirted with the idea of calling it an invitational because ultimately you can't play in unless you are invited sure so we we may be able to do the how beer review cup brought to you by the Joe's basement brewing and Sonder brewing invitational or something yeah. so we'll, we'll we'll play around with the wording where you talk you talking about this Joe's basement's getting my I gotta start Find <laughs> some equipment and get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, the last batch I brewed, I still have some bottles upstairs. Um, the color didn't turn out, but it's a really good hazy IPA. It's probably one of probably the second best beer I've ever made. Um, but the color looks like it's um, almost like an Irish ale. It kind of, I, I think I I ordered the wrong grain bill, but what's um, what's the shelf life like? on those in the like a homemade brew is it all about the packaging and how you seal it up or yeah i mean as long as as long as you have everything disinfected and there's special kinds of you know disinfectants and right. and, and, and 
I bought it all. I honestly don't know what it's called, but as long as you do the math and do the equations right, everything's disinfected the right way and clean. That's the most important thing with brewing because when you bottle it or when you keg it, it just sits there. And if you get some bad bacteria in there or something that's a little bit off, it could turn that shit into vinegar real quick. So yeah. luckily I've not, I've done probably 10, 15 different batches over the last couple of years. And I used to do it a lot more and now three kids and, you know, chasing them around. And what does one of your batches like produce? How many bottles? Uh, five gallons is about th- almost three cases of beer. Okay. Um, but depending on what you do, if you do like a really heavy hoppy, not really like a real hoppy IPA, all of those hops take up a lot more volume. It kind of yeah. soaks it up. So you lose a little bit. That's why New England's and all that stuff are so expensive or, you know, the price points a little bit more because one, the hops are expensive, but you don't, you don't yield as much. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's a fun little hobby. And, and honestly, I started it because of this whole how beer you thing. If said, shit, if we're going to be talking about beer, I probably should have some idea what in the world the process even looks like. And, yeah. and you make two, three cases worth of beer and about for about 40 bucks. And if you make some good ones, then you're really happy. Yeah. Um, but what, what are we all sipping on tonight? I've got the uh, Under a Cloud Hazy IPA, Jackie O's Under a Cloud. It's the first time I've had it. It's awesome. I mean, and you're I'm, not I'm, you're not an IPA guy, are you? Uh, I, I would consider myself an IPA guy, especially hazies. Uh, anything that's got citra in it, I I like that sort of taste. Um, I I really just like if I'm going to a brewery, I'm I'm typically getting a, a hazy IPA or um, an empirical or something like that. I, I'm more of an IPA guy actually. Oh, okay, but. Right. I mean, on the course, I'm just steady tipping back Miller Lite. I mean, that's just a, a no-brainer yeah. for me. You just showed your Pittsburgh roots. Yeah. It's actually brewed in Ohio, but... Well, that's you know, <laughs> probably the only thing saving you right now. I think you'd be like some steel reserve or something. Icy Light? <laughs> or uh, Icy Light, water? that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Allegheny. Yeah, oh, the fact that that hasn't caught on fire yet and the freaking Cuyahoga River did, come on. Pittsburgh takes care of their natural, um, yeah. I don't know what the word is. Pittsburgh's uh, thinking back in the 80s, like, holy shit, we got away with that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what are you sipping on, Joe? Uh, well, before I went on vacation, I cleaned out my fridge with all, all the craft beer I had. I killed that, so I set, Easy drinking bush light tonight. Did, so. did you get the Did you get the latte cans? No, I haven't no? seen the latte cans at all. I, got, I think well, I had twelve of them in my fridge, and I got about five or six of them left. So yeah, if I what I'll about whenever when I you find were, them, when you're down in when you were down in Florida, what yeah. uh, what were your stops? Did you have anything that that stood out? Yeah, the uh, the one brewery we went to in um, Melbourne, it, I think. Uh, we did like an um, airboat ride, and that's actually how we found out about it. The guy said it was the first like microbrew in the area. Um, I can't remember how long he said it was there for, but it was a really cool spot. Uh, it was called Hell's. Um, oh God, Hell's Hell's, Hell's Brews, something, something like that. But um, it was it was good. I did a flight there, had a couple hazies. Um, a like an Irish red, and then they had what like their kind of take on a Corona, um, just like a 
easy drinking beer. It had like a pretty strong lime flavor to it. Uh, that was good. And then we went to another place. Um, it's actually more of like a gastro pub, but the owner, he's got a small little brew system. Um, had did another flight there. They had a really good uh, smoked porter. That was that was real good. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of variety down there. Similar to up here. I mean, different, but similar. No. Oh. Yeah, and I'm. I was. I was. I don't want to say I was against the fall seasonals coming to the shelves. I think when you see them, though, you realize you know school's back, and and mm-hmm. for me, working in education, you know, it's like, oh, okay, here comes the here comes the the work, and the summer's really died. The summer is dead, and and here we go. But. Um, I'm back on board. I'm okay with it now. I've, I've coped with the, the seasonals being back on the shelves and the taps. And, um, I, I, I gave in and, and bought a, a, a random six pack the other day, plus the a six pack of what I'll show here in a second. Um, but now that I'm re- officially representing the South, I'm officially not buying any beer from the North until nice. May 7th, nice. um, or until after May, May 7th through the 9th. Um, I may regret that around Christmas time and the Christmas sale is, is, uh, you know, just haunting me from arm's length. Well, I mean, if you want to be a real, like dedicated, dedicated captain to the cause. Yeah, it should be a question. (laughs) You're your first actually, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That entire idea did not come to my brain until it just came out of my mouth. (laughs) So I don't really know. It is now. It is now recorded, and then we will uh, cut that. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I'm, I'm gonna stick to it. It's called self-discipline, people. Sure. Drink only the stuff. No, that no, not from you. I'll send you. Reason. I'll send you whatever you need from down here. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I usually get some of the, the the better stuff. But anyways, uh, I got a rain of six pack. Um, the first one, uh, three four on the OBR scale. Taft's Oktoberfest. Uh, there, I mean, I, I think the, the whole Oktoberfest, Fest beer, that whole criteria um, style of beer, there's so many good ones out there. Taft's October Oktoberfest. Um, I'm not missing saying that it is O-K-T-U-B-E-R, B-B-E-R. Uh, and Taft's always has a great one. I think they're they're the the creators of, um, oh, what is their? Yeah. Banger, Gavel Banger is probably one of the best IPAs uh, in the state. Uh, and then Mad Tree, I, I picked up another Oktoberfest Ziegler uh, mm-hmm. and had that at a 3 3. Uh, honestly, I drank them back to back and I thought they were, at one point, I literally thought, like, did I pour that other beer? And they were my first two of the evening, so I wasn't, I was not intoxicated. Um, but I was, I was a little bit confused and they were so close. The only thing that I thought the, the Oktoberfest set itself apart as the finish was just super clean. Um, but they're both really good beers. Again, Ziegler from Mad Tree was a 3-3. Three, three, uh, and Oktoberfest from um, Taft's was a 3-4. And I'm sipping on the Mad Tree S'more Gratitude Stout. What do you think and, about that? You know what? I And I remember having this last last fall. Right. Uh, and I can't remember. I can probably go back and find, you know, what what I scored it. Um, I think I had that in the t- like high twos, like a two nine or a low three or something. Yeah, like that. I was it, not a huge fan. Yeah, without 
trying to dive through the Instagram here real quick. Um, you know what I, you know, to explain it, I'll just read it off the can. It's some more gratitude. So it's a can with uh, a campfire, some, uh, some nice sticks and some, some marshmallows going to make some s'mores, um, made it with cocoa powder, cocoa nibs, vanilla bean, and lactose. I think it's a really good stout, but I don't get a lot of the vanilla bean, maybe a little bit. And I definitely don't get much of the lactose, which I think is probably the part where the, the marshmallow is supposed to come through. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a really good stout, but I, I don't know if it matches up to maybe what it's supposed to be, or at least the, you know, what it's supposed to be from what it's saying on the can. Um, but I bought six of them and four of them are gone over there, you know, seven day period. So, um, yeah, they could be, they could not be gone and I could not be drinking them. So, um, but yeah, I, I would probably, if I had to rescore it, I think yeah, two, seven to two, nine, I think is, is a good place for it. Um, yeah, it's, it's above average, but you know, it's not bad given under the clouds. I would say, it's probably in like the three six to three nine. Okay. That's the official I've, Ohio beer review rating of under the clouds is a three seven. So look at that. So yeah, we're all space fast gas buds. Yeah. That's called an organization that has their you know what together. Exactly. <laughs> good, good tongues taste alike. That's I'll I'll take it, you know. I don't, I don't know if that it came out the right way, but yes, we have we have good tasting tongues when it comes to the craft beer. Who who reviewed Space Vibes? Me. I'm Ryan Geist. Can you can you give us a, a recap of that while I go pick up another one of these s'mores? Yep. Um, so really, I had honestly never heard of it before. I was walking through trying to Giant Eagle and just trying to find something different. Um, I was walking up and down the, the beer aisle for quite a few minutes, and then the can is what caught my eye. And then um, cool, super cool can art, and seeing that it was a collaboration with uh, Masthead from up in Cleveland, um, I just had to get it. I think Ryan Geist and Masthead are two of the best uh, in like the IPA game, um, in my opinion. And having them kind of come together and, and do something together was was pretty cool. Um, it's a West Coast style Imperial. I definitely thought it tastes drank like a a hazy. It has it's eight point five uh, percent, which I if I didn't look at the can, I probably wouldn't have known that um, with tasting it. Probably one of the best beers I've had in quite a while. Um, I've gone through I think three six packs now. So (laughs) I've been so disappointed and because I've looked every single store I go to, I'm looking for it. I was looking for it today and I couldn't find it. I just I don't know if it's just a North thing or or what. When it should be, because Ryan Geist is like the power of, you know, Southwest. Yeah. Or one of them. Uh, Yeah, I know my brother-in-law. DM them on on Instagram or something. Yeah, Yeah, my brother-in-law lives in near Cleveland and. I figured, you know, they would have it being, you know, Masthead uh, collabed with him on it, and he couldn't find it anywhere. So I picked him up a six-pack. Um, they had, like, two pallets filled oh. at the Giant Eagle by me. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been good drinking that. So 
I think that's right. probably the highest beers I've scored, actually. Probably maybe yeah. the highest. Yeah, when you when you said that score, I and honestly I didn't know who made it, and you just said if you had space vibes, and I'm like, oh no. And then you said Ryan Geist and Masthead, and I'm like, oh man. I mean, those are obviously Ryan Geist speaks for herself. Masthead, I think, is is probably one of the hottest trending breweries in maybe the state, but definitely northeast Ohio. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think my comment for them is I've never had a like below a above average or a go to or an order to get beer from them. Even those flights we had that one time we went down there, yeah. Joe, I mean, I mean, everything is high quality, even if it's a style that you don't like. I mean, you get why people are, are you know, their, their beer flying off the shelf. You just don't see it a lot. Um, and I think that you will probably in the next year or two see more and more masthead um, on the shelves. But, yes. That, do they have the pumpkin? Is that their October beer? No, Southern, Southern tier. tier. Oh, okay. So, so let, let's talk so then we get good, good beer talk here. So Southern tier is originally out of New York. Am I yep. right with saying that? Yeah. But they have a very cool, very, very cool spot. Not far from progressive field uh, where the, the, the Cleveland baseball team plays and, uh, appropriate. <laughs> yes. My question is, we do review their beers as Ohio beers. We're not officially sure if they're brewed in Ohio. I guess we've we've kind of had this conversation platform. We've talked about them, but then Anheuser Busch bought them, so we don't review their stuff anymore because they're not Southern Tier. What do you think? They're not. They're their home. Their home state is not Ohio. Let's just say I that. Yeah, I mean. I don't think I can speak to it because I don't think I've had a Southern Tier beer. But oh, get them! They're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all for good beer, but as an OBR rep, I don't know. I mean, if they're not originally from Ohio, I don't know if you can. They are brewing up. some in Ohio. But well, they're, they're, you got to exactly. you got to get they the tracking have. code on that and make and traceability all the way back to the brewery and make sure that each can is from Ohio if you're gonna. Go don't ahead. they have some? Don't they have some uh, tanks like in at the place yeah, downtown? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So I don't. They're clearly not brewing everything. Like the probably not the majority. Well, no. Beer. I mean, they they probably have a. I'm not really sure. I'm assuming they have a facility like a Fat Heads or you know a big. I mean, because they're they're distributing you know throughout an entire region of the country, let alone just a, a state. I would assume anything in the tanks in Cleveland are probably what you would get on tap right there in the in the brew house or in the in the restaurant um super cool place we went there and you know and what what was that night we went downtown with the masthead southern tier we tried to go to butcher and the brewer it was packed and then we ended up at great lakes yeah um yeah that was that was a fun a fun evening hopefully we'll get uh to be able to do something like that once again or and i know those places are starting to open up but uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a crazy time right now to to say the least. Yeah, that actually, uh, I think when we went, that was on, like my second time being there, and I tell my wife all the time, like we gotta go back. Like that's probably one of my favorite. Like when we go downtown, like I want to go there. Yeah. Like that's their food's good, their beer is great, cool atmosphere. I like how they got the basement. Which place you talking about? Southern Tier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like their basement's really sweet. Like the, it's just like a lounge kind of area. They got the uh, the bar down there. 
if if I remember right, we went we went on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Was that was that correct? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. And I'm sure, you know, they're probably not happy that it wasn't super busy, but it was it wasn't really busy, which to me, I enjoy because then you can kind of hang out with the group. We had about nine or ten of us there together. But super cool. The basement, definitely low key, less of a restaurant, more of the hangout kind of brewery style. And then the upstairs was was more of a restaurant, again, a block and a half, maybe from Progressive and in that whole that whole area there. Um, But, yeah, it's a. yeah, that'd be cool if we could get to go do something like that again and, and feel sure. feel confident about going and doing something like that again uh, here, here hopefully in the next couple of months is hopefully this damn coronavirus will cease to exist. But <laughs> my, my wife just asked me today, when's things going to be normal? And I said, never. Next question. <laughs> I said, I, I said, I think if at some point in the next year, I think we'll be back to 80% normal, but I don't think 20% will ever be normal again. Yeah, I just saw um, that Heinz Field is not allowing fans in for yep. the first two weeks, and I'm just thinking, it's why, not one, one, why are people like, what, why is that breaking news? Because yeah. I guarantee you, the, if not all 32 teams, the majority of them are going to be the same way. And it'll yeah. probably be the case for probably the whole year. Yeah. That's my thought. But there's um, the fact that Major League Baseball has survived after that first wave of the first two yeah. weeks, and the Marlins had twenty some people and everything else. What? What? And I'm not going to dive into the. Everyone has different opinions of all this crap and, and the politics of everything. We're not going to get into that. We we talk about beer and sports because that's about the smartest thing that we have going on in our brains. But, I mean, baseball seems to have kind of survived that first wave a little bit. And I'm assuming football is probably going to have something. I mean, you start putting people around each other. There's only so much you can do. Um, and they're not in a bubble like the NHL and the NBA um, have kind of put together. Um but yeah, I, I just don't see, I don't see how any stadiums are going to be able to to come back. Now I did see something with the Bengals that their city health department or mayor, like they passed that they get, are going to try to allow fans back. I think maybe halfway into the season. Did I see or hear that right? I haven't you read heard that. I, I, the only thing I saw about that was the Reds were trying to get. It was the Reds. I'm sorry. It was the Reds. Yes. Yeah. The Reds were trying to get 20% or 25% capacity. By like September or something. Yeah. 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 So. The city approved it. The health department approved it, but the state didn't approve it, nor did Major League Baseball. But I think the Red, I think that the Reds are playing decent baseball right now, I think. And with the yeah. short season, they may be looking. I think they were trying to get some people in for the playoffs. That's what I was wondering. Playoffs? <laughs> with football starting and and teams, you know, hoping to have fans, if they do have fans, I mean, towards the start of the football season, it's going to be playoff baseball season. And if, you know, like the, if the Indians or whomever uh, end up making the playoffs, if, you know, if the Browns are able to have some fans, like they're going to try to do the same. This is, this is a little offbeat, but I have a question. Very good. Which major sports, so let's say football, baseball basketball you can probably throw the nhl in there as well out of those sports which one do you think is most impacted by not having fans at the live event as far as 
College football. Tempo, college football. As far as tempo and, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, I think I think college sports in general, basketball, football. I mean, those are the two main ones. I think fans have a direct impact on on those on those. Financially, levels. or like the atmosphere of the game. Of like the outcome of a game. Sure. Are you talking finance? Are you fi- financially? No, 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 no. I'm not talking yeah. finances. No. Financially, NFL is fine. Because I mean, they're all of the, it's all TV deal, college wise. But I think outcome of a game. I mean, how many times in an NFL game are you sitting there watching, thinking like, man, these this crowd is like really loud. You just don't. Well, when you hear Renegade going off in Heinz Field, that, <laughs> that that happens. But I understand you being a Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah, that that it's, doesn't cross it's, your mind. It's been a couple years um, since since it's really shook the. Since we put the white caps in the Lake Erie, but, um, but no, I mean, I just saw a video of, I think it was maybe an Auburn game or whatever. And like the, like in between a play, it was just like a, a pulse happening in the stadium. And it was like, the caption was just remember, this is not going to happen this year. And I was like, <gasps> like, Oh, but yeah. yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough one. And I mean, we could. Yeah, the Big Ten not not having football with Ohio State. Ohio State got ranked AP number two, and they're not going to play. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a unique time. But what do you think of what do you think of the cardboard cutouts that Major League Baseball has uh, placed, or or the digital fans? Have you seen that? Yeah, it's like a video game. Fans. I'd rather the cardboard guys be out there. I'm not yeah. And I also I also find it funny that they picked like the the one time that the the stands were like the most packed in the history of that franchise, you know. So it's like Tampa Bay Rays or whoever it is, and it's like when they made the playoffs back in in right. '06 with David Price, and there's people everywhere. Um, yeah, you don't you don't see that very often down in Tampa anymore. My yeah, an- another question: the NFL, I'm assuming, will pump noise. So I guess my question is for the major league baseball, they're pumping like crowd noise into the TV. Mm-hmm. Is that playing over the speakers throughout the stadium? I think it is. I don't know because they talk about how much you can hear like from dugout to dugout. Well, I think, I think honestly, I think they pumped it in from the audio that we can hear as fans on TV because they didn't want to hear everyone cussing every five right. seconds. Exactly. Cause a couple hot mics and that there goes your, there goes your sponsorship. Yeah, they're football. They're going to have to do the exact same thing because it's going to be uh, 10 times worse. Oh, absolutely. They, yeah. It, you which, can't with, which if you want to make some money, you go the pay-per-view 20 bucks extra game for no audio. So you can hear everything. That would be a PR disaster. Ima- no, could you imagine, could you imagine the Steelers Browns game last year? If, uh, like, yeah, and then everything, <laughs> and then hurt. Everything, exactly. everything would be solved. Yeah. All you would all you would have heard was, yeah. "Oh my head!" Yeah, <laughs> and then Marquise kind of throwing hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but that was so. That was my question. So they're pumping noise throughout the entire stadium. So for the NFL. Like like Seattle's supposed to have one of the loudest stadiums. Are they going to be able to pump theirs a little bit louder? Because that's how it, it normally is. Are they going to have a regulated volume that New England will never be able to figure out how to make sure that they don't go over seven and they're always at twelve? That's just throwing ideas out there. I don't know. I think it's going to be. I don't know. I really don't. 
Can you, you just got. Can, is you it possible for? Is it possible for fans to huddle around outside of the stadium and just create noise? Or is that oh, the, the, be... city, the city of Cleveland just banned all tailgating in the city oh, man. that happened yeah. today. I know they're not allowing people like in the um, like left field, like you, you can yeah. kind of see through like the fence area and that is completely like blocked off. Everybody so, just needs like, to open up their window and like on a fourth and goal or something, everybody just needs to start yelling out the window, <laughs> see if the whole city can get you know one notch up on the, on the whatever scale that is noise level. Uh, this is a crazy world of the fact that we were talking about fake crowd noise and whether it should or should not be pumped into a stadium. See, if you're going to be able to pump it, everybody's got to have the same. Yeah, it's got the same stuff. Opinion. But I don't know. No, I, I got it. I mean, we're really smart because we have cell phones, but we need to figure out if the actual players can hear. Because, I mean, there's times where I hear like the organ player playing in the background of a baseball game. Like, is there... Is that just so us fans can feel like, hey, oh, the organ player's playing, or like, or, or is is Mike Trout hearing that in left field or center field, wherever he's playing? They still have their walk-up music and everything, so I think there's still like ballpark charge. <laughs> I don't know. Are the, are the Indians pumping John John Adams drums into the stadium? To yeah, play? like. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, a beer I haven't seen yet this year from Great Lakes. What's that? Uh, red drum. Rally drum. Rally drum. Yeah, red ale. Well, I bought a shirt on that trip that we went of that beer, and it was a very cheap shirt, so they probably didn't. It probably wasn't a beer that did super well. But Great Lakes has done a good job putting out more of more kind of single releases where they used to have their six beers, and boom, they were and they're still and they still lock in on those, but they think they've realize they need to take a little bit more shelf space up with some of their other good stuff that they have because they put some good stuff out there. As long as the hazy comes back next summer, I will be psyched. <laughs> yeah. That, I, uh, yeah I don't know good. how I won't. Yeah. Pretty good. What's that was another best? one you rated high, Joe. Was that you that posted that one? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know how many, I want to know, I want to know how many, how many packs of that did you go through? Who? Um, <laughs> I would buy that by the case. Did you post? Uh, did you review it? I yeah, I actually reviewed. I'm looking at yeah, oh, I four, five. That four five as yeah, well. Four five. Um, definitely different than Space Vibes, but it was just as good. Uh, yeah, gosh, I probably, I don't know. I felt like I bought at least like a twelve pack of that. That uh, that eight? is. <laughs> I mean, a month. <laughs> that is a, a perfect that hazy IPA from Great Lakes is a perfect kind of gateway IPA beer for the person who's I hate IPAs because it's not like this juice bomb crazy you know double New England IPA but it's also not this piney resinous you know IPA that you know I think when they all kind of hit the ground that's you know what, what a lot of them were it's a good blend of both and you know, if you don't like that, you're probably not an IPA fan. I like that it was like not unfiltered as well. Like it kind of, I don't know. I think it gave a little something extra, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to that returning for sure. We we put on on Instagram earlier today, um, and we'll we'll know the results more tomorrow. What's the best seasonal? Re- 
what what's the best time of year for seasonal releases? So we put out there fall, winter, summer, spring. What's your favorite unique or seasonal release time of year? We'll go I with love you, Drew. Or go ahead, Matt. I was I love uh fall beers. That's by far my favorite. Um I don't know. I fall I fall beer aside is like my probably my favorite season. So I just like the beers. Um big pumpkin fan. Uh I like a good Oktoberfest. I don't know, just something a break from drinking a lot of the like juicier stuff in the summertime. It just complete different direction. Um yeah, it's fall is for sure my favorite. Yeah, I I voted only once, and I voted for winter. But now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, I like winter, and because of I like the um, the Christmas beers and the Christmas yeah. ales. I like the gingery stuff that they throw in there. Yeah. I think it just goes well with like the cold and everything, yeah. just the weather. Um, but I mean, when I'm truly thinking about it. And I'm thinking about beer consumption. My consumption rate goes up exponentially in yeah. the summer. So yeah. I would I would have to say, and I like the hazy IPAs and all that type of stuff. So I'd probably say summer, but winter's not a bad a bad pick for me either. Just because I like all trying out different beers in the winter. Yeah. I usually find a good go to IPA, hazy IPA, whatever in the summer and stick to it. But then in the winter, I kind of test out a couple of different things whether that be a stout um, yeah. or something a little bit darker that's when i get a little bit darker and towards yeah. the winter and kind of piggyback off what you were saying drew i think like i 100 agree like consumption rate definitely is way up in the summer but i think you can get like the hazies and stuff i mean you can get that stuff pretty much yeah. Yeah. so i mean if you have a taste for it you can get it whereas you know this fall winter time stuff it's a bit you know it's only during that time of year so i think i that's why I look forward to that the most. Yeah. I, um, you know, there's no hot takes here. I, I think the fall you're going to get, but I think fall double dips because you get pumpkin and you also get October fest beers, mm-hmm. which are two, two, they're both different. And then, but the, Octo, the pumpkin stuff comes back, like comes in around November, maybe late October, which they're already out on the shelves now too. Um, but it's like, screwed up schedule wise. I think the fall double dips a little bit, which they kind of have a little, that, that season has a little bit of an advantage. I think spring's overlooked and I'm not saying it's my favorite, but Irish around the, around, um, St. Patty's day, Irish ales, red ales. Um, now again, you can see a lot of that throughout the whole year, but I love a good Conway's Irish ale. That's, um, yeah, just, no, it's that's great lakes, you know, and, but there, there's a lot of really good ones out there. But I, you know, and then I agree with Drew over wintertime. That's, you know, it feels okay to drink a dark beer where in the middle of summer, you're drinking a stout and by the pool and people think you're, you know, an alcoholic because who, <laughs> who drinks, who drinks a brick through a straw in the middle of the summer. Right. But, um, but yeah, and I think, and I think honestly, the weather of Ohio falls, I mean, uh, falls the best season we, That's we have spring is you know shit rain depending on where you're at and it's you know it's kind of wet and ugly for a while and um summers are nice but you know nice hot and humid if you have a pool it's great if you don't you sit inside all day Um, but the fall is beautiful um you know the leaves turn and everything everyone's just happy in the fall you just have that smell in the air the smell in the air of 
Please. We got college football, college game day early. Uh, We're going to have fudged up. Saturdays are going to (laughs) suck. Yep. I mean, so I've already, I've already, so I've recently joined the local um, country club here in Athens, Ohio. Um, it, I don't, it, you all will, I'm, I will guarantee if, if you have the opportunity, we will definitely go play it. I'm not setting the bar high. I just like to call it the country club because that's what it is called. Uh, but I get, so I know I'm not a full member. I'll also say that I get golf on Tuesdays and Saturdays and other days I, you know, kind of have to have to wait my turn depending on full members and everyone else going out. But long story short, Saturdays are one of my days. So I'm like, maybe this is a kind of blessing in disguise. Get up nine o'clock on a Saturday, go knock out 18 holes. Just like I watched a football game and then I got the rest of the day to mm-hmm. be with my family. Change kids around. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll come home. I'll get my daughter and we'll go play another nine holes. Cause I go as many times as I want on those days. So yeah, no, it's, it's going to be a, a crazy fall and, um, I, I still, for some reason, I have this weird hope that those big, the big power schools, at least in the big 10 are going to find a way to do something, but I'm watching I'd, Ohio state Clemson from last year right now. On the, no. so, so say the big 10 doesn't play and you have to cheer for an sec team. Who would be your pick? I mean, you would think the close and, and the ACC, if the ACC big 12, right? Yeah, you're yeah. picking SEC just because you're oh, because yeah. of Kentucky. Yeah. Um. Whew. I mean, I would like to, I would like to pick a Kentucky just because they're like no oh, one wants. It. But at least I want to at least not be more depressed every Saturday when they lose seven <laughs> of their ten games or whatever it's going to be. I'd probably I'd probably. Oh God, I hate saying it, but don't be an Alabama guy. No, know, God, no, no, no. LSU, just so they would beat, pray that they would beat the shit out of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel myself sometimes pulling for LSU, and that's tough to say as a Kentucky fan, but, I mean, I I, I enjoyed seeing them win the national championship. It, it was cool. So I got had a such couple, a dominant team last year. Oh, yeah. I got a couple of connections to LSU. So back, oh, gosh, 20, how old am I? Um, probably 20 years ago. 32 28 uh, 20 whatever it don't freaking matter anymore <laughs> but when i was younger my brother also known as the president of ohio beer review became friends with a, a, a kid whose dad played for the browns when butch davis came like back when the browns like just came back to cleveland um Play and Ar- arnold arnold miller was his name he's a defensive end he played four years for the browns and he was an lsu grad so he, they'd come over for dinner and we'd pull, you know, summertime in the front yard. I mean, awesome, awesome dude. Um, so way back then, I always heard of, you know, LSU, he'd tell stories and he had, in his house, he had a big picture of him blocking a, a field goal against Florida. I mean, you don't, you don't appreciate like the, this guy is a different level human being, but, um, but you know, so I would say, I would say LSU, and then with the Joe Burrow piece, he was an Ohio kid, went to Ohio State. Everyone thinks he got screwed at Ohio State. He got hurt, and then he had Dwayne Haskins went through 50 touchdowns. Like he just got yeah. – that's that's big-time sports. Like, good people don't play. Um, I was definitely rooting for him last year. 
Auburn always kind of, I always kind of sneakily root for Auburn just cause I know they're big rivals with Alabama and I'll never forget when Alabama kicked that field goal short and that guy ran it back 109 yards for a touchdown. Like coolest, coolest sports play I think right. I may have ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, besides when Michigan state blocked that punt against Michigan and put it in for yeah. a touchdown, I was actually in the hospital at the birth of my first kid when that happened. Um, oh. I jumped, woke her, woke her up where I don't like saying kid first child, my first love of children. Um, <laughs> um, that was also a good one that kid sat there with his hands on his head like an idiot for 40 yeah. minutes. Yeah, um, the surrender Copa. Is that what they call it? <laughs> but all these memories, they may not even be an option, right? You know, but no, I, I think hopefully we'll have some college sports. I'm really living off the PGA Tour golf right now. That's going to be like, I just live, like not knowing what's going to happen. Um, and obviously we, I mean, we all enjoy golf, but, you know, sitting down watching golf for two hours, you hit me, you miss half the round. So you don't really get to see you know, a full round, but could you imagine in your life, obviously four rounds, he played 30 freaking strokes under par. Nope. 30, <laughs> 30 strokes. So that's, that's, that's what seven and a half, give or take, give or take a couple, you know, half your quarter, quarter decimals each round. Every single yeah, day. No, I, oh. I could never imagine doing what that personally. <laughs> what sport are you playing? What did he do? What was it? Friday or Saturday where he went through the first 12 holes. He was 11 under through the first 12 or, or 11. He under. was 11 through 11. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I texted out the went, group. Yeah. What was Two it? Eagles Birdie and, Eagle, Birdie Eagle. Yeah. It does. It's unreal. I mean, I like, I'm trying to think of like, like, for people like us, like what would that stretch look like to par? Does that make sense? So he went 30 under over four 18 hole rounds. Like what would be our version of 30 under? Like would it be over, over, over four 18 rounds for four rounds? You're saying? Yeah. Like what would would be your 30 under two of those are even par and two of them are like plus one or plus two. And yeah. that's just unheard of. I wouldn't be able to and do that, that. And that's, that's your version of 30 under par. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like that hole, like for me to shoot 30 under par, the hole would have to be two times the size of the green. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At least, <laughs> at least that would, that's actually probably the better question. How big would the hole have to be for you to shoot 30 under par over four rounds of golf? It has to be the size from of the 150 in wrapped around. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, captain of the north over here. <laughs> yeah, from Go the cat. ladies' box on. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that would be realistic. <laughs> um, thirty under is just un, unheard of. I. When that, they saw that Jordan Spieth was thirty-one under at some court, there must be some other tournament that's super easy because the. The record's 32, Spieth was 31, and they played at the same – it was the same tournament, so I can't remember what it was. Um, I thought Stricker had 30 – I think it was 33. Was it 30? He had 33, and then Spieth yeah. was 31, and they played – it was the same tournament that they had set that number at. Um, 33 is the record, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then poor guy, the one, the one Scheffler, shot a 59. He, he went in like – 63, 59, 66, and 64, and lost by 11 strokes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
like this. They're not even playing normal. Normal. He's playing putt putt. Everyone else is playing from the tips at one of the hardest courses in the world. Oh, what it would be like. Yep. We'll never know. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say maybe someday, but no. 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 Never. Not <laughs> even. Your <laughs> chance is gone. And you're not. I'm not saying minus 30. I'm just thinking like even par, but still like hmm, probably, no, probably never, you know, <laughs> on eight. Well, I'm even 30. trying to think, I'm even trying to think like, like with a handicap. So net, if I could even come like you would have to play half of your handicap for four straight days and, but better. I mean, is this, yeah, that's crazy. Mm. At least for me, I think I'm a nine, six right now. So that means I'd have to play four over on 18 for four straight things. It's not even, I mean, and that's, yeah. that's, you could do that. Maybe. Yeah. I think you could, hmm. but four straight rounds. Like I just, that's what I'm saying. I'm either shooting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm so inconsistent that I couldn't do that. I couldn't string it together yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 It's impressive. Impressive to say the least. So he's, he's on his game. Cause at the PGA Championship, he was, I mean, total-wise, I think he went 269. Yeah. Morikawa was 267. So, I mean, he, I think he's winning the FedEx Cup right now. Well, yeah, and Morikawa hit that tee shot to 12 oh, yeah. feet. And that was unbelievable. unbelievable. Make, they make it look so easy. It's not fun. Well, it is fun, but not when you get out to the course and you think you're calling Morikawa or something like that, and you duff one right into the... It feels, it feels <laughs> when I swing a golf club, it feels exactly how I think they look. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's, does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not like the ball doesn't do that. Right. Like even when I flush it, it doesn't do that. Yeah. The, the spin they put on the ball too is just unreal. That's what gets me. Here's the biggest question of the night. Who are we gonna put the um, the giant killer up against? True. Do you know what I'm talking about? For the yeah. team South, who are we gonna put the giant killer up against? I don't know. Because I hear so there's two ways to do this. So we could put Josh up against Chaz every single time. We can't. It, the odds are not in our favor if we. Do I. That. <laughs> uh, on paper, I absolutely agree with that. And my president's not here to, to to defend himself, so I won't say too much. <laughs> I think I think I think we get three of the four. I mean, or, on a good day, but yeah. but this screen, yes. Or we put him up against Joe Maurer, and we go four four Pete with the with. We could, but I still think Joe's got this thing inside of him where he can just. The beast is unleashed out of nowhere, and yeah, he's, then it, but then maybe for a hole or two, and then it, it goes away. <laughs> yeah, but that's all it takes. I, no, I don't know. I, I've been I have been playing better as of late. I mean, I'm just not good. I'm still the worst player on this whole thing. Well, but the handicap thing, like legit know, that, handy, that's that's the whole purpose of the system. So, but even who shows up and who does. Well, oh, absolutely, yeah. Because I mean, the whole thing is you're still going to be. It would be, you really you just have to play consistent golf. Yeah. You, if you play at your handicap, you're shooting par. Right. You know, so it's but that's, but yeah, I was I was 
in my mind thinking like, what would Chaz do just every single time, every day? Do you think every, that would get in his head by by the second right. round? I didn't. I didn't think it was going to get in his head for the one round they played. True. We also had guys walking the course with them and well, a gallery and everything like that. Maybe we'll have to set that up. We might. We'll get. Those guys got some things up our sleeves. Okay, so watch out, yeah. Joe. <laughs> we're, we're we're getting caddies. Yeah. You're getting caddies. We're bringing our we're bringing our caddies. Our significant others are caddying for us. I'm down with that. And if you don't have one, you can hire one. But no, no, never. Don't do that. Yeah, I might get hire a caddy, you. not a significant other. Much different. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything good? Good for the whole Ohio beer review, beer sports, and all hell. I don't know. Launching the Ohio beer review cup, invitational trophies. Blue versus red. There's a whole bunch of things coming with that. Please pay attention to our social medias. What do you guys think? Anything good for the whole? Uh, if the fans got any uh, suggestions, throw them our way. We'll uh, consider them. Yeah. Any breweries interested in a sponsorship? Let us know. Yeah, we're we're super cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, throw, throw a six pack for yeah, the captains and we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Screw the rest of the guys. Captains only for the South. Don't worry about the North. Yeah, if you, I'll, well, I'll post the line tomorrow, the Ohio beer review on Instagram. So everyone knows where the line is. If you are a brewery below the line in the state of Ohio, contact the team, team South. Definitely. I don't know for the favorite. We're definitely going to have the most fun. Um, we will most likely be the best uh, shit talkers. Um, so if you're not, if you're not good with that, we may not be the best team for you to sponsor. Um, but it will be, it will be a, a cool event regardless. Um, I don't mean to skip the the captain of the North, but we'll, we'll let him chime in. Anything good for the whole? No. Uh, I mean, I'm glad to be back. Glad to be t- back talking to you guys. Um, cool. I think we got some good, Good stuff coming. I'm uh, looking forward to May, um, getting everybody together, and then hopefully a month later, getting everybody back together again. If freaking coronavirus messes with May and June no, of this coming it. year, yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I had, was already upset about this past gathering. I mean, the city, of, yeah, that's a whole other conversation, but... We will gather, and we will gather at some point, regardless. Um, if I can be in a bubble and have my arms out to swing a club, I'll do it. I'll we'll be bubble, bubble boy. I'll be bubble, bubble it up. We'll bubble it up. No, our president was not able to join us tonight. We're going to get off of here. It's been an hour. Uh, if you've made it this far, I apologize, but hopefully you've taken something from this. Um, not that we're here to, to educate anyone. Um, hopefully we will come up with an answer with the crowd noise, uh, issue. If it's actually in the stadium or if it's just through the audio for the fans, um, drink good beer. We all came to the consensus. This is one of the best seasons or best seasons in the state of Ohio for, for beer selection. And, and I think it's, uh, probably the best time of year in the state in general. So Hopefully the world will will start to figure shit out and we'll be nice to each other and be happy and drink beer and play sports and not give each other cooties. But 
Um, but until then, we'll stay far away from each other, which is good for us because we don't live anywhere near each other. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so here's to us. So how beer review, beer, sports, and all hell, I don't know. It's 10.05 p.m. on August 27th, and we are out of here.